Hey, and welcome to the third episode of the Martial Arts Journey. I'm happy to have you here back. We're still looking at uh, Flashback to the Past. Uh, this is uh, just a few weeks after the Aikido versus MMA video. What was interesting is that a lot of people started to reach out uh, after the video to me, and especially those people, those Aikidoka, who have went through a similar experience themselves, who pressure tested Aikido, and saw that it doesn't work, uh, that it doesn't work the way they expected it to work, that it doesn't work the, work the way they were promised that it's going to work. And uh, those people, a lot of them, most, or most of them dropped Aikido. Uh, some of them stayed in Aikido, but they cross-trained in other different martial arts or combat practices. And uh, as those people are reaching out, there's two, who, two people who really uh who really inspired me and one was uh there was this this talk uh, at the moment uh, so a big online event called aikido the leading edge was happening a lot all the best all the top aikido instructors were there and one of the talks was is aikido martial art and i don't want to want i don't want to bother you with the whole long story but uh most of the speakers there weren't happy about my video. Roy Dean was the only one, uh, BGD Blackwell, Aikido Blackwell, was the only one protecting the, uh, the experience, saying that it was actually a positive video. The other ones were saying, you know, that I didn't do any favor to Aikido by, by publishing that video. Well, I think the opposite. But uh, suddenly in the audience, uh, people were allowed to speak up and ask questions. And there was this person who started speaking in a very slow, in a very clear, kind of slow, calm manner. He started laying out great arguments, saying, in terms of supporting that video, saying that, you know, it's, it, it was good. If I remember well, he was just saying, how can you know that you would do well in that area if you haven't ever tried? And whatever he said, I was like, really like, man, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. And I thought, I, I wish I could interview him, but I never... I didn't hear his name, I didn't realize who he was, and so I didn't have any connection to him. But then, funny enough, uh, some days later, after the talk, after the talk happened, uh, it turns out it was Nathaniel Chalkin who connected to me himself. He, he wrote me a message and said, oh, I, I admire, I'm happy about what you did. I said, oh, you're the person, you're that person that I was looking for. So I decided to interview him, and another person that connected to me was uh, Francisco de los Cobos who you can see now in many videos, I published quite a few videos of him, who's uh, training Aikido for many years, but also he's, he's, uh, he fights in competitions. He, he is, if I recollect well, he's a long time kickboxing practitioner. He does MMA and so he's a very talented fighter and he really, he knows about, he knows a lot about self-defense, but he still loves Aikido and identifies himself with Aikido. And I realized, whoa, these guys have walked much further than I did. I want to talk to them. And so we, we created a kind of a panel discussion. Well, I, I mostly interviewed them, but, but I get, I got them on the same online chat. And then we talked for about an hour, mainly about, uh, Aikido and cross training. So, so does that work? And before I let you go to that video, one, if you, if you haven't done Aikido, if you don't do Aikido, if you, or if you go to a dojo, which is not, kind of the general Aikido dojo. What's interesting about Aikido is that um, the way I was introduced to it and the way many people that I know were introduced to it, 
uh, cross training Aikido is oftentimes discouraged. It said, oh no, Aikido is fine as it is. Uh, oftentimes you can hear, oh, other martial arts, other combat practices, they're, they're kind of dirty and, and they, they involve competition, so you shouldn't, you shouldn't cross train. That's in many dojos, in many, in many Aikido's perspective, that's not a, a, a thing to do. So I realized, okay, we have to talk about this. We have to look at this question and uh, to see what does it mean to cross-train Aikido. Does Aikido come in into other martial arts as an effective form? Or, or how does an Aikidoka feel as he starts to retrain himself in other, in other more functional martial arts? So all of that in this talk. I hope you're going to enjoy it and i let you listen to it. So have, have a good one. You are exploring Aikido, cross-training, and a bit of sparring in it, um, which is quite uh, unique in uh, the Aikido world, and uh, I'm, I'm personally very excited about that. But you're doing it for quite some years now, uh, but I never I never came across that. It's It sounds so unique that it's uh, it feels like it should have received a lot of attention, but it's not on the main picture. Uh, so if I could ask, were you doing it more as a personal process or were you also publicizing that type of work? Could you tell a bit of, uh, a bit of the story of how it all went? So uh, I joke that we all did karate in the, in the 80s because of the karate kid. But really, my first love was Aikido. I don't think I would have done another martial art. I really didn't like competitive sports growing up. Uh, that wasn't my thing. So Aikido really uniquely as, as a nonviolent, spiritual, non-competitive martial art was, it was like my religion growing up practically. And I did grow up in a community that practiced um, transcendental meditation and yoga. So I had a lot of these values around me already. So Aikido really as a spiritual path was a perfect fit. And it also was the path onto um, the martial arts for me. Uh, so I did that for years. I was at Chideshi for two years. Uh, in California. Um, part of that was in Japan. And I, I reached kind of a place of burnout with the whole experience. I, I had a teacher who I, I really was not um, respecting. And yet I stayed in the relationship in Uchideshi. And it led to a big burnout and a disillusionment, frank, frankly, with Aikido. Now, as Uchideshi goes, um, you, you become incredibly responsible. I, I believe I became an adult through that experience. I really grew yeah. up. And I had a sense of self that was independent of what anyone else thought of me through that experience. Now, as that kind of independence and rational thinking is coming online, coincidentally or not, is when I became curious about cross-training. You know, you, you do Aikido as a path that, that's so beautiful because it has the opportunity to attain a nonviolent outcome. And it's about centering and presence and connection and flow and redirecting energy, all these beautiful things. And then... The rational part of your mind says, well, does this work in a fight? Can I actually attain a nonviolent outcome with these techniques and these training methods? And I remember watching that video of Hoist Gracie um, in that underground fight with Jason Belusha, like, you know, Hori and Gracie's narrating it. And he plays with him like this is a seasoned kind of street fighter kung fu expert. And he toys with him like cat and mouse. He, he takes him down ultimately, and he embodied, in the early UFCs, embodied the philosophy of Aikido, like mm. controlling someone without hurting them, without any Aikido. Right. 
he didn't even hit them. And in a, in a full contact, no holds barred test uh, of Hoist. And he ultimately brought him to the place where he had to submit like a checkmate. So I watched that video and I thought, oh my God, like I have to do this. Like I would never have that kind of confidence in a real confrontation. And I began to doubt rationally that the training methods of Aikido alone or any traditional martial art um, could be used to successfully attain that kind of an outcome. So from there, I, I went to the Straight Blast Gym in the Bay Area, great instructors there, and the whole philosophy there is of aliveness. So you don't have to make this false choice between am I a nonviolent Aikidoist or am I a violent sport practitioner or fighter even? But the aliveness had a lot in common, I found, with IP to be able to train with a lower level of resistance, yet with the freedom to move in whatever way was functional. And that's where I got into what Bruce Lee was saying as well and saw what a visionary he was for martial arts, um, transcending the traditional <laughs> attachment to the different cultures' approaches to martial arts, Chinese way, Japanese way, Korean way. And just the freedom with the scientific method to use whatever forms are functional. So that was my exploration. I then got into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu more exclusively. I was still kickboxing quite a lot um, because I wanted to earn rank as an instructor. Um, and I did suffer quite a few bad injuries, of course, along the way with sportive training. And on top of the burnout from Uchideshi, I... Uh, I really had some, some injuries that, that weren't healing. Um, but basically, the, the rest of the path, the short story here, is that I came back around to the question of Aikido. And I was watching uh, one day a Hatenkai Aikido video. I don't know if you've seen these videos. And this is a, a guy who teaches Aikido in Japan, but he also has a Kyokushinkai Karate background. And they are sparring with their Aikido. And I thought, what the heck? I could do this. Why? <laughs> These guys aren't even grappling. There's almost no grappling in it. There's no judo, no wrestling, no jiu-jitsu. So then I started to think, I got I to give this a fair shake. Um, so I began in earnest to begin to spar with Aikido. And because of the jiu-jitsu, judo, wrestling, MMA kind of background I, I then had, um, a lot more was based in... Um, using the clinch as the starting point for looking for the Aikido techniques. Um, and anyway, from there, uh, I ultimately, I didn't give up the project, but I basically landed in the brand uh, of integral martial arts. And so for me, what that is, is it's, a, it's the balance of Eastern art and Western sport. It's on the mat, off the mat. So you have to develop yourself on the, on the inside as well as physically on the outside. And I retain the spirit of Aikido. It's, it's MMA for self-defense and self-development on and off the mat. And, um, you know, still have Nage-Uke relationship in the true sense of Budo as, as self-defense. Um, and, of course, the, the principles of blending and centering and, and all the applications off the mat are certainly where interest, my interest in Aikido is as much or more than physically what Aikido is. And I think that's even a good question to ask ourselves as we go here. You know, what is Aikido? I, I started with uh, Taekwondo. I uh, was born and raised in Mexico City. 
Um, in Mexico, Taekwondo is very, very popular. I think the two most popular sports um, are Taekwondo and soccer. Um, so I had the, I've always had the very, very good luck to end up with a, with a good teacher. And I think that has helped me a lot to mature and develop my, my martial arts. Um, they've always stressed um, that the principles of the art um, should not only work on the mat, but also in my life. So I agree completely with you, uh, Nathaniel, like I had uh, good guides to start with. Um, the first one obviously was uh, my mother. She's the one that, you know, started me in this path. Um, she was a fan of martial arts. She was a fan of uh, philosophy. So I've always looked into martial arts as a physical and a philosophical path. So I started with Taekwondo. I did it for about 16 years. I had a, the chance to go to Korea and compete over there and that for me was like my best trip ever was like the experience of the whole martial arts culture um, you know going to the place where, where the art that I was practicing and training was born and be able to compete with, uh, with those uh, guys um, it was just like really really rich um, then at one point again my mother is the one that pointed this out to me is like hey you know I saw this uh, this Aikido demonstration uh, and I was just so into competition and Taekwondo and flashy kicks I was like yeah yeah I'll watch it later I'll, I'll, I'll check this Aikido thing later and she's like no 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 you should really check it out finally I did and I was I was impressed I was in love I was like okay we need to find the dojo right now and she's like I'm ahead of you like I have like three dojos so just let me know and she took me there um, again, I had a, a very good, um, I had the fortune to find a really good teacher and uh, I started, I, I went like straight into it. I also did the Uchideshi program um, for about three years with them and uh, I, I really liked Aikido. The thing that attracted me, besides the technique, besides the fluidity of the techniques, was the philosophy in the life of the founder. That is the strongest thing that has kept me training Aikido even after I have practiced training competing in, in uh, MMA uh, boxing kickboxing the philosophy that the founder had that's that's the number one point for me to to believe in Aikido to believe that Aikido works not only technically but as a, as a path as a way of life um, I, I see the founder and, and I, I want to be able to get to that age being as strong as he looked and as uh, lucid mentally as so if, if his path was Aikido and he was you know an old healthy sane person I think he, he had a good idea of how to, how to get there so I believe in Aikido um, in that sense uh, the philosophical path the moral, the ethical. Now, um, Osensei came to the end of his life going through a lot of um, struggle, going through a lot of uh, hardship, I believe. Uh, Japan at that time was um, not an easy place to live in. So I think he had to go through a process to end up with the art of peace, to end up with a philosophy to protect your opponent. Um, but I think we as martial artists, 
we need to go through that process ourselves. Um, I don't think we can just start and, and keep just that mentality of the art of peace because we're gonna we're gonna lack some elements of reality, um, both technically and, and philosophically. So at one point, um, I also started thinking, okay, how can I apply this in real life? How can I apply this uh, on a person that is intent completely in, in hurting me? Um, and, and that's when I started exploring like uh, the more modern combat arts. And um, I started, again, I wanted to incorporate this, the best things of the arts that I was training into my Aikido. Like everything that I was doing, everything that I'm training, it's just to complement and enhance my Aikido. I believe that nowadays um, cross training is necessary for any martial artist. Um, one single art is not going to give you the necessary tools uh, to succeed, not even in the art or in the martial sense, in, in any other path that you choose. Um, and that's how, you know, that's why I believe MMA is so popular because it's, it's picking the best of, uh, you know, the, the arts that work in that rule set, in that environment. So one of the important things is um, thinking and knowing why do you want to train a certain art, in this case Aikido, for what do you want it? If you just want it for fitness, then, you know, maybe you, you will get, you will get fit. Uh, at some level, uh, do you want it for sport fighting? Then you need to incorporate a different set of uh, techniques. Um, do you want it for real self-defense? Then that's a whole complete different um, subject. Like, uh, where do you live? Uh, can you carry a gun? Um, do the people that you're most likely to encounter carry weapons, knives? So you that then that's a whole different thing. Like. Uh, I don't think there's a one art fits all um, situations. I think first you need to know why you need or want your art and then start investigating, studying and developing your own approach to the art. But I believe you have to have a base and for me, my base has been Aikido so far. There's many places where we could go from here uh, and there's but one question I would like to uh, quickly touch. Uh, in Aikido, oftentimes, in the Aikido world, uh, oftentimes I see that uh, cross-training is looked down upon. Like if you cross-train, then something is, you're, you're, you don't believe Aikido or you're not doing Aikido justice, that you're missing Aikido. And that's not what I personally believe. But I'm curious, did, first of all, did you uh, experience any resistance from your colleagues and from, from the Aikido world that you wanted to look at that part of Aikido, which is more let's say, uh, realistic in the, in the sense of um, a real uh, self-defense situation? Or how, how, how was it perceived by others? Was it, was, it not, was it easy or difficult to go for this unique process in Aikido? That would be my question. I think that's uh, a great question because our whole our identities are often tied up in the life choices that we make. Our whole worldview reflects why we would choose to do Aikido and not MMA and not a traditional mark, some other traditional martial art. So I, I would even raise you to say that even within Aikido, there are so many different factions, almost like a religion, that we don't cross train in other styles of Aikido. 
let alone other martial arts. So I, I grew up doing Key Society, then I did Aikikai, then I did Iwama style. Um, and then you have, each has their own nicknames, like they tease each other about Iwama style's crab style and Key Society is, you know, dancing style. So they have pejorative names for the other styles of Aikido. And then you're into the debate of what the true Aikido is. So it takes a certain level of open-mindedness um, to move even into um, exploring other styles. And then from there, um, it, it's a whole other thing and shift an identity to want to seek the truth beyond just what uh, Aikido represents. And, and so for me, there was a couple of us who split off at the same time. And I think my move was a little more drastic. It was a big move away from Aikido at first. And so I just went and trained what I needed to train. But certainly there, because people's sensibilities or, or even their sense of self-confidence can feel threatened to know that you've chosen to go do something else that they're still doing exclusively. And I think this transcends martial arts. I and mean, this is life, this is politics, this is what spiritual path you choose. Um, do we see someone else thinking differently than we do or choosing differently than we do as a threat to what we've chosen? Or are we open to different paths and seeing the same truth within them? So for me, I just, uh, I like the Zen expression of you get the juice out of the orange and then you throw away the rind. Um, you can only learn so much within a single martial art. Um, and that's not to say that you don't go deep within the one that is your base, but it is to say that um, you can get different things out of different experiences. Um, a dojo environment is very different than a gym, mm. which is very different from, you know, uh, going to an Aikido dojo, which has more postmodern values. And it's about reconciliation of conflict. That's different than just karate or kung fu or something. So each world space, I think, cultivates um, different qualities within us. And as hum if our, the purpose for our training martial arts is to grow as a human being, then I certainly see a lot of value in cross-training. And it's like visiting other countries and speaking different languages, adopting the customs. Mm. It, it grows you in a different way than if you only stick to what you know. Uh, the experience I had with uh, recording and publishing the Aikido versus MMA video I was expecting that everyone is going to hate me, right? The MMA people will say, finally, we know, finally you proved you suck. And the Aikido people will say, you shouldn't have done this. Uh, but surprisingly enough, uh, I've got a lot of positive feedback, not 100%, but like a lot of uh, positive feedback from the modern martial arts society. Well, M uh, MMA, BJJ, they were praising and saying, wow, you know, you, some of them even said you've uh, actually won because you did that. And it was nice to hear. And at the same time, uh, from the Aikido side, uh, there were some who were supportive towards that process. But most of them or a lot of them were actually upset about the fact that I did that video and uh, were trying to find a way to kind of say that it was either my fault and it's nothing to do with Aikido or that in general I don't understand something. It's just they were very protective. So I'm curious, uh, what's what's your take on, on the whole subject that actually, what, what basically I'm inter interested, what, just, what I was in, uh, impressed with that 
uh, the, we have a lot of negative uh, from the Aikido world. Sometimes I feel we have a negative approach to the modern martial arts, saying MMA is only for beating heads. There's no intellect there. Uh, it's all competitive sports, but it's it's not true, it, it, and it doesn't sound like it's true in your case either. So I I think um, Nathaniel meant uh, a really important uh, point, which is um, unfortunately a lot of people that are training either art in this case Aikido, they they define themselves with Aikido and they they have a solution that is the ultimate martial art and that it's effective and that you know their their key is just gonna work magically. And, and they don't put in the, the hard work. Um, I think most of the negative comments would come from that kind of uh, practitioner that, that has not put themselves through like pressure testing of their art. And, and they just want, you know, Aikido to, to magically work for them. Uh, unfortunately, I met a couple of guys like that and when they uh, found themselves needing their Aikido to work and it didn't it's not Aikido it's a person again it's not the art itself it's can take any art street proven or self-defense proven or, or combat uh, proven uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu you don't put in the hard work if you don't it's not gonna work so it's not the art it's the person that is applying or you can take um, like the most I don't know, like uh, karate, like a lot of people make fun, oh, karate doesn't work, or karate is just like katas, and okay. But if you have a guy that has the correct mindset, the correct training, the correct partners that he researches, studies, he's gonna be very effective in, in, uh, in the martial sense. So it's not about the art. Uh, I think we should stop concentrating about um, what art works and we should concentrate on, on what is good for, for the person. What, what do you like? What are your capacities, capabilities, physically, mentally? And once you find the art that suits you the best, then you start growing and uh, researching. Martial arts are like science. They should be treated as, as any subject in school. It's, it's a study. And obviously, we all know it's a lifelong journey. Uh, but I think people believe that just by training a couple of hours a week they will they will get somewhere i mean if, if it's a serious um, endeavor that they take um, you should take it like anything at school if i think like most of your work is going to be homework and research i don't know probably 70 percent versus 30 percent classes at school i believe martial art uh, training should be taken the same way you go to your dojo couple of hours you uh, get some instruction get some guidance but then it's putting all that extra work gonna make you master your technique your art and i don't think people are taking it this way and that's why we are lacking uh, a lot of reality and a lot of soberness when it comes to to martial arts training so for me it, right. it is the martial artist and it is absolutely the martial art and I think just to your point, Francisco, it is if what we're talking about uh, martial art. Every martial art is part martial and part art. Um, and those are two very different truth claims. So Budo, um, same idea. Every, every martial art is part Boo. It's martial. 
and it's dough, it's an art, it's a path of development for a human being. So if the discussion that we're in is that different martial arts, different cultures, martial arts are valid forms of art or self-development, then that's a beautiful thing, of course, to, to study any art and it cultivates within you certain values, discipline and showing up to the dojo and mastering a form. If on the other hand, what we're talking about is, is it a valid form of self-defense and you use it to protect yourself in a real confrontation, then we have to look at a very important distinction and that is between those arts um, that are traditional in their forms and those that have evolved through pressure testing. So the history of Judo or Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, I don't think you would, would disagree that Kano Sensei in Judo he started sparring with all the different traditional kinds of Japanese jiu-jitsu, and he evolved judo, and it became something else. Um, and then from there, evolved even more through Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So which forms I am practicing with all day, those have been vetted, and the high percentage forms are now the ones that we repeat all the time, because the form now follows the function, and that is what makes it an art and a science. Bruce Lee would say that, you know, Six years of box, six months of boxing and wrestling is worth 10 years of traditional martial arts. And that trying to master the way by studying forms is like learning to swim on dry land. Imagine if we, if we just like building a bridge, if you built a bridge and it fell down, imagine saying, well, no, this is a Japanese bridge and we have to keep building it this way. And you weren't allowed to modify or evolve the broken part. You know, for a Western thinker, this just doesn't make sense. And, and so I think there's a difference between saying Aikido is, because Aikido itself is actually not that different from Daitoryu Aiki Jiu-Jitsu. So is Aikido these pre-modern era forms? Is that what Aikido is? And we have to preserve them? But on the other hand, you have the problem of if you start to spar with Aikido, it is going to start to look more like Judo and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Is it Aikido anymore in that case? Can you still call it Aikido if it looks like clinching with your partner and you know, doing throws that look more like Judo? And maybe still there's Nikyo Sankyo and Iri Minage. So on the one hand, is it even Aikido anymore? And on the other if you can use the form to attain a nonviolent outcome with the spirit of Aikido, isn't that Aikido? Are preventing this to happen is when find their identity um, within Aikido and they don't want to change and they don't want to put the hard work. Again, that's, I keep coming back to it because that's the only way that you're going to have something that is valuable. Just put in the hard work, investigate, research, and then come up with something else. Is it gonna look like Aikido? Maybe not. Are we still gonna call it Aikido? Well, if that's our basis, if, if that's where we're coming from, I guess we can still call it Aikido. So there's, a, there's actually a question which is very much connected to what we're discussing. And the fact that you both uh, practice other martial arts and uh, did sparring and you you obviously noticed the lacks in the traditional like hero training uh that's that it's, it doesn't get you ready as in my experience it doesn't get you ready for the cage or for the sparring it's there's there's a gap there 
Uh, and many in the many people in the comments when they watched my video, they said, well, just quit Aikido, you know, you wasted 13 years. And I definitely don't feel like that. But you, both of you, you went through the process, uh, you saw the lacks of the technical approach in some of the Aikido, uh, you tried other martial arts, but then you trained other martial arts, you sparred, but then you, you still, it seems to me, you still mostly identify with Aikido, that Aikido is that base that you're, that Francisco are talking about. So I'm curious, uh, how how did it go through that? Uh, what what's what makes you stay in Aikido? Why do you why do you still see Aikido as the main base? Because I can I can imagine some reasons because I'm uh, I'm also identifying myself with Aikido primarily. But so many people will have that question: Okay, why the hell are you still doing Aikido? So could you could you tell could you share about that? I think for Francisco, this may be different from me. I I actually don't really tra I haven't trained Aikido purely in an Aikido dojo for I mean it could be 10 years eight years maybe um, I, I used to go back for testings to support other people so so for me um, I've evolved this notion of integral because I saw that there's traditional you know eastern art there's the, the modern sportive western approach and then there's this postmodern thing which is about um, having a somatic or a holistic life path and that's what I think Aikido is about and that it's about nonviolence and conflict resolution it's not about starting fights it's about stopping them so having journeyed through each of those that that's why I've really landed in, in integral um, and yet there's something I couldn't turn away from in Aikido because Aikido is not just a traditional martial art so if what you're saying is as a philosophical base, um, then I would have to agree that Aikido is, uh, I would say there are two really important evolutions in martial arts in the last 100 years. And one is the evolution of the exterior form of martial arts. We saw that through judo at first and all the different styles of uh, wrestling evolved as well and were catch wrestling. And those basically met and became mixed martial arts in, in the whole history of the Gracies and so on. I think that's an incredibly important evolution because even if philosophically um, your goal is to um, have victory over your own ego, I mean, that's a pretty revolutionary concept um, that we could use martial arts uh, to, for conflict resolution and to look at an enemy or an opponent who's across from us in life as merely a mirror for our own weaknesses within. That's a very different orientation. And Aikido, as far as I know, is really the only martial art that looks at its practice and the goal of its practice as psychological and spiritual development. And that's fascinating to me. So I look at Aikido as the other important evolution in the history of martial arts. Now for me, I just, I hate to have to make the trade-off between I can be physically effective and use the most modern evolved toolkit, or I can be spiritually minded. And, but if I'm spiritually minded, I can't protect myself in a fight. Why do I have to choose between these two things? And actually there's a contradiction within Aikido that if you become too identified with the postmodern worldview and nonviolence, that you become opposed to violence or you shut it out or you deny it 
then you actually deny yourself the very training methods that would allow you to actually attain a nonviolent outcome. So let me say that again, it's a contradiction because in the name of nonviolence, your attachment to it stops you from being able to actually attain it. It's, it's not for me just about Aikido anymore, but what I've included from Aikido in my own approach to living life is that, phys that the physical practice on the mat is very much about life practice off of the mat. Why do we get into fights in the first place? Now you're into the, the whole realm of a martial art as a path of self-development and how the ego works and why does the ego attack? It's just looking in the mirror at itself. So do you use your enemies to chisel yourself to work on your own spirit? Or do you attack them and deny your own weaknesses? This is the whole space of what I do professionally as, a, as an executive coach and organizational development consultant. Now Aikido some, suddenly becomes very practical because it's a metaphor for how to stay centered under attack and to redirect energy, to take people's perspectives, to communicate um, without being defensive. And that's what leadership presence is all about, being able to stay centered amidst the chaos like in Rondori. These principles absolutely apply to communication and to inner work. But that's a whole other discussion you know, do we take our Aikido off the mat in that way? If we claim that it's a path of self-development, what practices do we have to make it so? Does just doing a physical practice on the mat really allow us to take it off the mat? So that's, I think that's a whole other conversation even. Um, but to stay, and that's also why I've stuck with Aikido um, as a philosophy, is because I almost practice it more off the mat now um, than ever. I, would, I used to joke, it's not very nonviolent to get your butt kicked or to allow others around you to be hurt. Um, yes. So you have to ha be capable of violence to be able to choose mercy, which, which really, what, is, what does that mean? It means you have to be as good a fighter as the person you're trying to protect. In other words, who's attacking you to choose not to hurt them. And mm. what does that require? Right, that's, that's true. That's also what I was touched by uh, Francisco, you spoke about uh, this thought in your video, the one you sent us before, uh, about the, the peace without power not being uh, real peace. And it's interesting that when I look at the history of Aikido, Osensei, he was very powerful and he cross-trained and he evolved and uh, he chose peace. And it felt like really powerful piece. It feels like so many people were inspired by, uh, by what he was able to embody. That's probably one of the main reasons why Kiro became so big. Because people were really, really felt that Osensi has something special about him. And they followed him and tried to reflect that. And even his students, as far as I remember the history, a lot of his students, especially in the beginning, had to be trained in other martial arts uh, to join him. Uh, and a lot of them were trained in other martial arts. But these days, um, we, we only reflect, it seems we only, in, when we practice traditional Aikido, we only reflect as kind of that, uh, and I can't find the right word right now, the English word, but kind of the frame, but not the whole content inside of the frame. Uh, we're trying to re represent the, the way the movement looks, but not always the power behind it. Uh, which Osensi had. So the, the question that comes up to me when I look at this subject 
uh, and I'm curious about your opinion. So do you feel everyone who wants to mainly stay with Aikido, who wants to identify uh, themselves as an Aikidoka primarily, should, would you recommend for everyone to do cross-training, to be open to other martial arts, to train them and to search for a more effective uh, technical Aikido or do you feel it's not necessary? What's, what's your take on that? And even as I seem to be advocating for cross-training, it just depends to Francisco's point on why are you training what you're training. If your truth claim to me is that I train Aikido because it fits my spiritual path and it's a martial yoga for me and it's about self-development for me and who I am off of the mat as much as who I am on the mat. I love it as a physical metaphor for my life. And I would say, beautiful, do it for that reason. And then go learn about nonviolent communication or get a coaching certification and learn about somatics or embodied leadership so that the toolkit that you have on the mat, you can take it off the mat and into actual conflict resolution and coaching and therapy. So that's the invitation I would have for that individual. If that individual is the kind of person that um, Francisco was describing before, who to me hasn't taken the red pill and, and woken up to the reality of violence and what fighting really entails, and maybe because they've never sparred with their Aikido or trained anything else, they've just stayed in their Aikido dojo. If they say, no, Aikido is too dangerous for MMA, or it's just because they don't allow wrist locks that you know, Aikido isn't winning in UFC. Um, Aikido is absolutely a, a valid form and even a highly effective form of self-defense. Well, then I would say, is it true? How do you know? And are you willing to test it? And if your goal is to be effective, um, then to Francisco's point too, like you go out and uh, it's become a better martial artist. I mean, I think... It's not to say that none of the Aikido will ever work. You have to always ask yourself, on who will it work? Even UFC has weight classes. You know, boxing has weight classes. Wrestling has weight classes. So my invitation to that person would be to say, don't confuse competition with aliveness. There are ways of training that you introduce live resistance from your uke, and you get to play. It feels a lot like play. And then you actually learn about real timing. So, to, and to your point, Rokas, even in the, the perspective of Osensei, do you want to follow in the footsteps of the masters or do you want to seek what they sought? If you only emulate Osensei, you won't become Osensei because he walked a different path. He did jujitsu, he did sumo wrestling, bayonet fighting, and he entertained dozens of live attackers to come attack him. To, to find out um, mm. what worked. So I think he ultimately chose a path of peace and Aikido is absolutely valid as a nonviolent, non-competitive form of martial yoga as a martial art for those mm. for whom it's their path. And the moment that you want it to become a valid form of self-defense or you want to be taken seriously at all by people who have walked the path and, and know which forms are functional, then I would definitely invite you to find out for yourself. Don't believe us, but, but make the test. Be the scientist. Go find out and, and find your own truth. And then come back and debate it with us. But, but by all means, enter the territory. Don't just edit the map. 
like go into the territory and then update your map. It, there's something takemusu about this whole thing of being able to uh, explore and create. And like for me, it was so interesting to, to find out that from the clinch, tied up with an opponent, like when, when two boxers hug each other, that's the safest place to be. So for me, it's like to be able to do the jujitsu before I get to the IQ, that's the path. You have to wrestle for hundreds of hours to reach a place where you can do IQ. If there's magic in it, it's from experiencing the live timing over and over and over again. And then the cool part is in that experiment, I start noticing, oh, if you catch a four finger grip, then I can pull off a Nikyo. Or if I get two on one in my Sankyo and I spin underneath, I can catch purple belts in Nikyo and Sankyo, in Jiu-Jitsu purple belts, sometimes. Yeah. So, but mm. the whole different orientation is start from the base of the alive arts, the functional arts, then reintroduce the karate, <laughs> then reintroduce the Aikido. That's what makes some of the UFC fighters you see these days, like Machida or Fedor, you know, unfortunately he lost last night, but you have these traditional backgrounds that come reintegrated on the other side of doing the MMA. And then it cre creates a really unique flavor and even a competitive advantage. Um, but, but don't kid yourself about what's going to work. It can be very dangerous and it can come across as even deception or snake oil, um, selling snake oil to say that Aikido works in the fight. Um, some of the tools of Aikido might, um, but even then, I'd be very—I'm very cautious and very careful about um, telling people what's going to work until they've experienced it for themselves. Um, I believe that uh, again, the research have uh, a very part in the development of any martial artist. Uh, why need your art? Why do you want to do it? Is it just for sport? If if it's just for competition to win cage fights? Um, yeah, Aikido has some tools that will give you an advantage. So there's a lot that we could expand through, but in order to, to have a full image for, for the video, for the audience, there's both Aikido people that are going to watch this video and modern martial arts uh, people, traditional martial arts, so a lot of people are going to watch this. But in terms of Aikido, and that's the name of the, the, the project name of, of this series, uh, the future of Aikido. So what would you say, how do you see the future of Aikido? And just to, just to give a slight beginning, it, a lot of people do seem to acknowledge that Aikido is more or less at a crossroad where it has to choose where it will go, whether it will still try to stay the same. But then there's the decreasing part uh, of, uh, of popularity, of respect towards the art. Uh, it's, it's a whole big subject, but if you could say a few words about where do you see Aikido What's the place of Aikido in the future? Uh, what can it give to the martial arts world or to the world itself? And what would you wish for Aikido uh, to, to go towards to in the future? From both of the, the perspectives of uh, as a martial art and then as a, a martial art with the emphasis on the self-development. So I think about some of the traditional martial arts that have evolved. I think even Kung Fu, with its very strong history and, and, and temple tradition, they evolved Sancho or Sanda, where they do have a, a functional version of Kung Fu and, and competition within that. Um, I, I think about 
even my friend's son does karate now. And they, when they have their kata competitions, they also have sparring and there's kickboxing. It's basically turns into kickboxing with the karate flavor. So I think, you know, you have a couple perspectives on this. Some say Aikido will always be Aikido because it's, uh, it's a life path. It's uh, a form of body, mind, spirit training. And that's always going to appeal to people who have a meditation path or a yoga mindset. It, it will always be there for those people um, to enter the path. What I would also like to see is for Aikido physically to evolve, just like Kung Fu or Karate have evolved into the modern era. I would invite all um, Aikido instructors or anyone who's trained in Aikido to the point where you feel like you got the juice out of the orange to just start to cross train just a little bit. Um, maybe that means attending uh, you know, a, a class once a week at first. But I would love to see that at some point there is a Rondori class in Aikido dojos at least once a week, if not at the end of every class, that's optional or not. Um, but that is there for people to begin to explore their Aikido with aliveness. And just like how Sanda starts to look a little different than Kung Fu, um, Aikido might look a little bit different in that kind of a sparring setting as well. But to Francisco's point, not to confuse uh, competition as something that means winning over someone else. If you don't keep score and you don't pay attention to who wins or loses, then you win every time. It's really a mindset and inside of an Aikido dojo, it's beautiful because it's actually a cooperative form of conflict. I, I, it's still nageuke. There's still attacker defender. And actually we can control the level of resistance. I can say, Rokas, you're going a little too hard for me. Let's bring it down to a productive level of aliveness or resistance for me. So I can always be at an edge um, and explore uh, what actually works in my Aikido with a, a live resisting opponent. The second way to speak to Aikido, and this is what I, where I really feel the gift of Aikido is for the rest of the martial arts world, um, and, and I think it would be predicated upon Aikido taking a step towards the rest of the modern martial arts world, if it could be respected in that way, then what they might also have is a more open ear to what the philosophy of Aikido is really about. And this is where I think the beauty of it is, is in how it translates off the mat and into life. Again, Masagatsu Agatsu, that the true victory is victory over oneself. This is what all of psychology is about. If you're triggered and upset and in a conflict with someone and you're pointing the finger, well, they say there's always three fingers pointing back. Uh, and are you willing to look in the mirror at yourself when you're judging other people, when you're attacking other people? What does it have to do with your meditation path and staying centered, embodying a leadership presence, communicating skillfully, perspective taking? not attacking, but asserting, and not being passive, but being receptive. And this is all the space of leadership development and communication styles and what it means to be a more developed and mature human being. So even if your interest is MMA and sport fighting, and maybe you have a, you know, a job and a business as a manager, even, even to be a strong individual contributor in a business, you can tend to your professional development, but to be even a good manager at a certain point, you will have to tend to your personal development. And this is the space that Aikido, Aikido majors in. So I, I, would, I would hope that as Aikido takes a step towards the modern world, the modern world also continues to evolve towards the postmodern worldview. What is all this fighting about anyway?
you know? And so it's a path of inner development. It's a confrontation with fear and transcending fear. And, and why is fear present in our life and in our relationships at home, at work, etc.? cetera? There, there's a much, the martial path is the path of human development. And you will get only so far trying to figure out who's best in a fight. <laughs> then it's, then it's going to be about um, you know, taking it off the mat. So I think in that realm, Aikido has a lot to offer, um, certainly. And um, if I know that some people do believe that Aikido is at this kind of a crossroads, and it's my sense that that's, that's true. And again, that Aikido will be there, and as it was for me. Um, someone who was more spiritually minded, more gently, more gentle uh, in my orientation. Um, and it became a beautiful on-ramp into uh, martial arts and the confrontation with violence and conflict and so on. It really wasn't about uh, just the martial art. And, and I think what I learned through it is what I was making an enemy in the sense of violence or aggression. Once I actually came face to face with it through the sport of training, it became something that I made friends with. And in reconciling my own conflict with conflict and violence, it actually became transformed into power and self-confidence and fearlessness. And there's not a quick way to do that. Um, but I know that if I just stayed in Aikido and not confronted those fears of what a real attack might be like or what competition might be like, and I wouldn't know how to stay centered and nonviolent in the face of that violence. And that is the spirit of Aikido, that which can enter into violence and transform it into peace. Um, so I, I would invite you uh, to discover the true uh, spirit of Aikido through the act of, of moving into these other spaces. It will only confirm to you your capacity to, to live Aikido in a very beautiful way that Aikido philosophy as a path of life is uh, very including. So you can do other arts, compete, and, and you can still benefit a lot from, from Aikido's point of view um, and, and enhance any things that you're doing outside Aikido. Um, I think Aikido has a great philosophy and um, what Nathaniel said, I, why do we fight? Why do we get in a fight? I think the the end of any fight is to resolve a conflict. We fight because there is a conflict and and we fight through the conflict and we want to have a resolution. If you're going to fight for something, make sure that at the end there's, there's a resolution that you solved the issue. Otherwise, then then it was, it was not worth it. Uh, I think Aikido gives... Um, a lot of options to resolve conflicts in a peaceful way um, gives you a, a perspective to so you're not so you don't need to escalate as a martial art I believe Aikido is a martial art and should be looked at as a martial art it's to happen not only in the Aikido community for uh, other arts to look and say, oh yeah, Aikido is a martial art, walk our own paths of self-free, but you have to expose yourself. Um, I, am, I am really glad that there's 
people like Nathaniel that, you know, went uh, off the dojo, but kept his, he carries his Aikido with him. Pilgrimage that used to be uh, done by Samurai, I believe it's called, uh, Musa Shugyo, that uh, once you reach a certain level, you have to go outside of your dojo, outside of your school, and, and go around, look for that, that path of self-discovery. I believe that could be considered as cross-training. Even a couple hundred years ago, they, they were still doing it. You know, cross-training in other styles, uh, in other arts. So I believe, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing new. I believe it's, done, it's been done before. So we just have to retake it in, a, in, in the modern setting that we're living. Recorded my first sparring matches in boxing, to deflect and block in Aikido, uh, it, it, it would have looked exactly the same as your video, uh, Roca. So that's the, the only difference is that you you put it out, you know, for the world to see and, you know, for comments and for more feedback. So actually, I think you are way ahead of, of, of us in that sense that, you know, we, we took it very personal. You put it open uh, to the world. So you're going to get way more feedback at that point these were my main questions that i wanted to, to touch and uh, but i'm still open for your uh, last thoughts before we finish the official part is there anything else you want to add just acknowledge you rokas that you did record your video and put it out to the world and i think that kind of vulnerability requires a lot of strength and to me you are walking the path of someone who is inquiring who's curious, who wants to learn and is seeking the truth. So I really would just commend you for that um, because beyond whether it's Japan or Korea or United States or Europe or karate or judo or Aikido, um, we're all human beings and um, we're on a journey. And for us, it's martial arts has been the path of development, but life really is the teacher. I, I remember too, when I was putting out my videos sparring with Aikido, um, and at the time, I was calling it mixed martial Aikido, which now I look back and think, well, maybe that's a little cheesy or something. But, but I remember getting criticized, like you said, from both sides. I had right. this guy in Italian, I happened to speak enough Italian to know what he said. And he said, what a shame. How do people embarrass themselves in this way? You're ruining a beautiful traditional art. And then, of course, you have all the MMA guys who are like, You've, you've already cross-trained. You should know this is bullshit and doesn't work in a fight. What are you doing? This is more bullshit, though, et cetera. So I just remember how like, threatening it could feel to have that email arrive in your inbox. Like there's a comment on one of your YouTube videos, and it feels like, oh, God, what are they going to say now? So, and yet when I got that message, I was like, wait a minute. Maybe I'm doing something right. Maybe we're doing something right in the sense that, A, we're willing to put ourselves out there and be exposed and learn from that. Um, and B, that I'm being criticized from both sides, mm. which means maybe there's something, the middle path, there's something, there's a balance that I'm seeking and, and that, is, that is right in its, in its own right. So only closing statements for me are um, really follow your bliss. That's all I've done. Follow your passion. And hold that in balance with seeking the truth. And you can simultaneously hold to your core, your core practice, and be broad and cross-trained. And you'll find your own way with that. But once you wake up from the matrix, you can never go back. So be careful. <laughs> because uh, no, no way. 
there's uh these, i agree you know once once you experience like traveling into that other country speaking that language having those experiences you will be transformed you will be different forever but that's why i do a martial art right. i want to get the juice out of the orange i don't want to chew the rind so i would just <clears throat> encourage everyone to um just invite everyone to the kind of empowerment that can come from different experiences, different thoughts, different perspectives. Go hang out with the guys, with the fighters. Make friends with the fighters. And fighters, go make friends with the yoga practitioners and the meditators. You know, we're not so different mm. after all. And um, that's the spirit of Aikido. Right. Me. Right. Cool. Yeah, it's when, when you speak, when, when you both spoke, I looking into this Kind of coming together that uh, when I published that video uh, which we keep on coming back to um, it did I did feel alone you know I thought like well there you go and you know I'm gonna go against the world but then uh, Francisco you connected up and Nathaniel we connected up and then uh, there's also other people who are coming up and uh, I'm starting to realize wow actually as I said in the beginning of the video years ago already there are people who are exploring this and working on this but it did feel like we're a bit uh, separated uh, we're kind of walking by ourselves feels like a call to action because you make such a good point rokas that right. first you think you're alone in putting yourself out there with something vulnerable but then we're actually all called together and now here we are and i know that i care deeply about the evolution of martial arts and the evolution of aikido and if there's a way for those who are listening or watching um, to, to become involved or if they want to begin to cross train or if they want to begin to bring something into their Aikido that hasn't been present before, that there's a space, um, that there's a curriculum or there's a video series that follows this, that would be how to get started. Um, because if this really is the calling, not just for us, but for others, you know, how does Aikido stay relevant in this modern era? then, you know, again, mm. you're not alone. And there's other people have uh, walked the path ahead. And I'm even surprised today that I keep hearing another person who's a black belt in Aikido and in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Judo. And right. 10 years ago, it was Roy Dean. That was it. I'd certainly be curious mm. what, what, what follows on from here. Um, I, I also want to, you know, like, like we talked a little bit, like we uh, wrote a little bit on messages and emails i i do wanna um for this video and uh, kind of like a like a tool to help other people with with that beginning like nathaniel said like you know some some tips some videos we have to full advantage of the social media of the technology that we have at our disposal now so we can reach to more people that are um uh, having doubts that are confused that want to know where to go how to start and i also want to start you know working on that we can point people in um maybe not the right direction but just and they can go and explore so uh definitely i want to i want to contribute with that and you know put uh like nathaniel has been doing you know some some videos of techniques tips uh points of views it's it's a teamwork uh i'm not doing it only with Aikido mm. people, uh, I have been working and developing my own technique and my Aikido and my skills with uh, 
people from kickboxing, from boxing, from jiu-jitsu. So it's a, it's a teamwork. Um, they're not the enemy. We're not the enemy. Mm. We're, we should all be friends. You know, like uh, Nathaniel said, just go out and, and make friends with uh, fighters. You know, like they will learn something from you. You will learn something from them. Right. And then we can all evolve. We can all get better. Uh, it's uh, that's that's how humanity works. You know, it's a, it's a team effort. 